and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, uh, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. Welcome to episode 39, and I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the National Director of Publications, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, <laughs> my forever Valentine, as they say, Major Jamie Satterley. Jamie, how are you doing today? I was better before that. Wow, I'm okay. doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> we also have with us on here our co-host and producer, the National Media Manager, the one who actually puts in the work the grind, the hustle to make all of this run. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am so super small. Love to grind. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Uh, Listen, a a little while back, one of our early on episodes, probably almost a year ago now, we had uh, Colonels Ken and Paula Johnson on to talk about the move process in the Salvation Army. And that was actually one of our most listened to podcasts. Uh, and so today we invited Colonel Johnson back to speak about something that you you may know a little bit about, you may not have ever heard of at all. Um, but he's going to talk with us about the Commissioner's Conference. He'll go into a lot more detail, but this is basically how um, different decisions on things like program and policy are made through this process that we call the Commissioner's Conference. So how are you, Colonel? We're so glad that you're here with us today. Well, I'm doing well, and thank you for uh, allowing me to come back uh, again. Uh, thank you for that plug about uh, the Move podcast being so uh, well attended. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be out uh, out front signing autographs if anybody would like to swing by. I was going to say, I was going to say, hold on. Is Colonel Johnson the first repeat guest we've had on the show? I think so. I think so. I think so. And I don't even have Colonel Paula with me today. I'm all <laughs> alone. She's my. Uh, co-producer in life and all of that. <laughs> all right, Colonel. So here's the first question. People will hear the phrase commissioner's conference and not know what that is. Maybe they'll assume it's like a commissioning or a Congress or something like that. So can you tell us really quick, what is it? What's the history? Who decided to start this crazy thing? What is commissioner's conference? Well, let me say, if they even hear, hear the uh, the term Commissioner's Conference, they need to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it is uh, a part of the governance of the Salvation Army that a lot of people don't know about, not that it's uh, uh, not transparent or anything. It's just that a lot of people aren't aware of it, and a lot of times it is operating behind the scenes, uh, making things happen uh, for the Salvation Army, and people just you know, just uh, benefit from the decisions and the actions that, that are taking place. Uh, just to give you a, uh, you know, the 30,000-foot flyover, uh, the Commissioner's Conference is really the chief ecclesiastical administ- and administrative uh, body of the Salvation Army in the United States. It is one of the key components, if not the key component, of governance uh, for the Salvation Army uh, in the United States. Uh, you know, it uh, it harkens back all the way to Evangeline Booth days. Uh, back in October of uh, 1920, a decision was made to um, establish the uh, the territories in the U.S. In those days, there were only three, the Western Territory, the Central Territory, and the Eastern Territory. There wasn't a Southern Territory in those days. As if you can tell, I'm from the South with the accent and <laughs> We came along a little later, but uh, in October of 19, uh, 1920, the decision was made to establish these uh, territories, 
And in so establishing those territories, a lot of the decision-making and the administrative decision-making for the army and those geographic parts of the U.S. were then transferred from the office of the commander, she was called, Evangela Booth, uh, to the territorial commanders uh, for those three territories. And yet, even as they made this uh, this transition, they realized that there was uh, it, it was critically important that the uh, the Salvation Army in all quadrants of the U.S. make sure that they are ministering and upholding the flag and doing all that we do as the Salvation Army, making sure that we are doing it in a consistent and in a lockstep manner so that uh, there would never be a question of what we're doing, why we are doing it, and how we are doing it. So a decision was made to, uh, to bring the territorial commanders together. Hey, let's bring them together around a table, and Evangeline uh, decided to do that. The very first uh, gathering of these commissioners was on January the 3rd and 4th, 1921, when they came together, I've actually read the minutes of, uh, of that uh, commissioner's conference, and uh, it was rather fascinating. Uh, it, they, they talked about mission. They talked about uh, how we can uh, uh, continue to reach out and propagate the gospel. Uh, there was discussion about opportunities for service. There was discussion about coordinating a visit of the general who was going to be coming uh, to the United States. These were all issues that we wanted to make sure that all of the Army was aware of and uh, everybody was uh, planning uh, accordingly. And then there were exciting things, like they actually had a debate as to the importance of machines. What do I mean by machines? A recommendation that had actually been presented to the commissioners that perhaps it was time for the, the Salvation Army to buy and own machines. We call them automobiles. <laughs> but in those days, they, they sat around the table and the decision was made, yeah, we need to investigate this. So let's let's take a look at it. They also looked uh, at, in uh, 1921, they, uh, that first time they all gathered, they looked at uh, some of the fiscal policies and financial policies. There was discussion about uh, what size grant should be extended to uh, uh, provide medical care for Army officers uh, uh, who were uh, expected and about to have a child, and they were deciding whether to increase that amount from $35 up to $50. <laughs> well, we know that inflation grabbed us by the throat. We know what it costs to have uh, <laughs> a baby today, and it's a lot more than $35. <laughs> for sure. But uh, the point being, in that very first meeting, they, they realized the importance of, of, of the Salvation Army across the nation working consistently with common approaches, common ideas, uh, common policies relative to the expenditures of resources. And in so doing, there was never a question about uh, the importance of the ministry that the Salvation Army provides and we are organized and doing it to the best of our ability. Very Interestingly cool. enough, yeah. that same commissioner's conference process still carries out today. We still talk about program. We still talk about uh, possibilities. We still uh, talk about fiscal policies and procedures. Originally, the commissioners, that first commissioner's group met once a year. 
they realized that's not enough. They went to two times a year. Then after a while, it went to three times a year. And that's what we do today. The Commissioner's Conference of 2022, we will meet three times during this year when all the commissioners come together and we talk about those things that are most pertinent to all territories in the U.S. Very cool, Colonel. Thank you for giving us that overview. I think you did that perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. So we know um, just in my experience here at NHQ and, of course, you know, back in my home territory, sitting under kind of the leadership and ministry of the territorial commander, uh, we recognize that it is quite a heavy burden that that group has, uh, you know, to make all these decisions. But the reality is they're not coming to these decisions uh, all on their own, right? There are a lot of uh, committees and task force task forces that are doing some of the, um, I guess, like the ground laying work professionals that work all around the nation who sit on these task force and committees to help the commissioner's conference make the most informed decision that they can. So can you talk a little bit about um, how many different committees and task forces are attached to the commissioner's conference system? Task forces or task force I, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I like task force I. I like that. (laughs) Task force I. Uh, Well, uh, you you hit the salient uh, point, Jamie, uh, on the head when you were talking about uh, getting people around the table that really are in the know about whatever the subject might be that is on the agenda, uh, perhaps it would be good to first start start talking about who is it that's a member of the, uh, the commissioner's conference. And uh, originally the commissioner's conference was only made up of the uh, five commissioners. Well, in those days it was four, the three territories and the commander. And then when the Southern Territory came along, it became five. <clears throat> the, it started with just the, the uh, territorial commanders, uh, and then a decision was made in uh, 1954, I think it was, uh, that the chief secretaries, the national chief secretary and the, the uh, four territorial chief secretaries would join because the commissioners realized, you know, perhaps we uh, need consultation. And then a decision was made later on that all active commissioners uh, serving in the U.S., and the, uh, the active chief secretaries would comprise the membership of the commissioner's conference. Again, all about getting people to the table that uh, would have some information, some knowledge, and some expertise. But as you know, none of us have all the answers. And uh, they say uh, the wise leader surrounds himself with people who are in the know, people who know more than they do and rely upon that expertise. So the Commissioner's Conference realized early on that uh, uh, whatever the subject might be, we needed people at the table who could give us sage wisdom. Uh, So the Commissioner's Conference is made up, to answer your question right now, of 54 different task force, task force I, Uh, commissions, committees, and ultimately conferences, they're all in a, in a tree, organizational tree, uh, all of them uh, given a specific responsibility on uh, giving attention to the ministry in their area of expertise. Take, for example, the, uh, the National Finance Commission. It is comprised of the five financial secretaries in the United States, those are the ones that know most about what's going on in the financial world. Most of them are uh, college trained on finance. Uh, 
And so they come together. They look at all of the financial issues that are facing the Salvation Army in the United States on, the, on any given day, and then they will make their recommendations. So it is truly a collaborative effort of the brain trust at, at all different levels, the brain trust of the Salvation Army, and in so doing, every one of them beginning their meetings in prayer, asking that the ultimate knowledge, the knowledge that the Lord can bring into our deliberations will prevail on whatever decisions are being made. Yeah. Thank you for that, Colonel. So let's walk, walk us through the process here. Let's just say, all right, so we have, Jamie and I have the privilege of sitting in the Youth Commission. So it's the Territorial Youth Secretaries from the four territories. Canada gets a, is uh, gets to come and hang out with us uh, in these meetings as well. So let's just say. We also the, have a divisional commander representative. That's right. The wonderful Poppy Thompson, who sits in and speaks um, from a divisional commander's point of view on things that would influence young people under their care. So are y'all giving a shout out to the Youth Commission? Is that hey, what shout out. Yay! Best commission, best commission. <laughs> so let's say we, the Youth Commission, we all talk and we say, you know what? We need a discipleship program for babies. We need babies to be evangelizing to other babies. So, and they we have could to do, create a biblical mandate for this. They have to do service projects. Train them the up. The babies have to do service projects. So let's say we create a program. We recommend a program called Cradle Roll Cadets. All right. And we're going <laughs> to want, we want to send that up to commissioner's conference. So we all vote on it. We all say, yes, we're all for it in this hypothetical situation. And what, what happens to that recommendation after the youth commission says, can we do this? I think probably the first step of that process, the recommendation would, would be transferred to the trade commission. <laughs> it's made up of all of the trade secretaries who will determine what a uniform would look like. <laughs> the, the baby cradle roll cadet uh, program. Epplets on the diapers. Epplets yeah, on the diapers. <laughs> We can just make fancy diaper covers. That just happened. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me explain to you the uh, the process, and uh, it it's going to sound convoluted. It's going to sound complex, but it really isn't. Uh, uh, a, a germ seed idea gets formulated, uh, perhaps uh, led by the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Hey, this is this is an opportunity of ministry that the Salvation Army could uh, could fulfill, and uh, that concept would be presented. Uh, uh, by whatever committee it would be, uh, to the commissioner's conference body, the top body. Uh, what do you think? And then uh, if this is something that we would like to pursue, then many times what will happen is the first task force I, <laughs> a task force would be created to investigate a little bit further. What would be involved? Is this, is this something that somebody's already doing that we could take advantage of, uh, you know, learn, learn from their uh, prior experience? Or is this something that would be uh, we would be starting afresh? Uh, the commissioners' conference, just to back up just a little bit, the commissioners' conference is uh, divided into three trees in the organizational structure. There, there is a personnel conference, there's a business conference, and then there's a program conference. Each one of them have their different committees and the task force that are attached to them, and any recommendations that that is within their sphere of, of uh, discipline, that recommendation would go up that tree line. So for this example, it uh, sounds like it's a program concept, even though you could say the babies are personnel. Uh, <laughs> so, 
this is more perhaps a uh, perhaps a program conference, uh, a program concept. So this task force, if it was approved, it would be created. It would be populated by uh, officers, soldiers, maybe some YPSMs from around the uh, the uh, territory. Cradle roll sergeants would populate this committee. It'd be a hand select group of people. They would get together. They would begin to formulate ideas, and then recommendations would be sent up, probably to the youth commission. Hey, youth commission, what do you think about this? We're all for it. Uh, woohoo! <laughs> we love after, it. After the youth commission looks at it, they would say, "Okay, that, that, that's really got merit. Let's send it up to the program conference. Let the program conference review it. Program conference says, yeah, I like that idea because I've got a grandkid who's a baby, <laughs> and maybe my grandkid, because they're all oldsters. <laughs> when you get to that level, they're oldsters. <laughs> and I'm talking about myself. <laughs> it would go up through the program conference, and they say, yeah, this is a wonderful idea, and then the recommendation would go back to the commissioner's conference. Now, having been, you know, when the commissioner's conference held originally, it was just in a concept form. Now it's been fleshed out. This is the this is how many people would be involved. This is the program, what it would look like. This is what, what it would take relative to uh, teacher training. The uh, Child Protection and Vulnerable Adults Committee would perhaps look at it. How do we protect the children while they're going through this program? And then the whole then ball of wax program is presented to the commissioner's conference they look at it, they pray over it, they put a stamp of approval, and it goes right back out to the territory saying, go do it. Have fun in this new uh, new avenue of ministry. So it's fairly easy. Now, understand, for anything to pass the commissioner's conference, there are only five votes. One for national headquarters and one for each territory. Five votes, all votes receive have the same weight no no one vote outweighs the other two that's good to know that's good to know colonel yeah so you got five votes and for something to an idea like this to pass it must carry a super majority which means that four have to vote the same and then whatever that is because they may have they may get a which they do they will get a proposal about something and say no, we're not ready for that, or no, it's not ready yet. Give it a little bit more review and come back with answers to a couple of questions we might have. Those four yeses or those four noes would carry the day. And then it goes back to the, uh, for this instance, it would go back to the program conference for implementation. Yeah, so that's really interesting and really, I think, helps people, listeners, understand when we're talking about, um, you know, things that are, uh, on a national level that are passed through how these things kind of come about, how many people really look at them and pray over them and are, are trying to make the best decisions for these things. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, Colonel, like some of the things that listeners would recognize that have come through the commissioner's conference structure? Like what's a success story? Uh, <clears throat> honestly, we, uh, I mean, you, you call it a success story. Uh, we are convinced that every decision that, the commissioner's conference makes, even though there, you know, there may be questions about them, we feel they're all success stories, whether they are approved or not. But there are, uh, because you know, there are a lot of decisions that are made that uh, those decisions get implemented behind the scenes and very few people even know what happens. 
let's say hypothetically, there's been a change in internal revenue law relative to the deductibility of contributions to the Salvation Army. The legal commission of the commissioner's conference will, will review with the legal eagles and our outside counsel, render a, a, a recommendation. This is how the Army needs to respond to it. The commissioner's conference approves it. It gets enacted. Nobody knows it. It just, uh, just kind of carries on. But there are some that are uh, a lot more obvious. Uh, we, we were just talking about the Trade Commission. Uh, we know that there was a recommendation that came up to the Commissioner's Conference as the Earth kind of settles quietly and says, it's now time to allow the ladies to wear slacks with their uniform. <laughs> yeah. and, and the Commissioner's Conference reviewed it and said, you know what? We agree, and the the approval is given by the commissioner's conference for uh, the slacks or the, any adjustment, whether it be the slacks issue or uh, any adjustment to the uniform. It's going to flow through the trade commission, which then goes up through the business. That's part of the business conference of the commissioner's conference, and then it's approved by uh, the uh, the commissioner's conference themselves. So you know there there are lots of uh, examples like that. The the implementation of the uh, the ministries of the Salvation Army and anti-human trafficking recommendation comes up. You know, we need to do more about rescuing people from uh, from modern day slavery and, and trafficking. So the Commissioner's Conference uh, forms the National Anti-Human Trafficking Committee as a part of the Commissioner's Conference process, and they bring to the table ideas and ways in which we can strengthen our ministry and serve to uh to folks who are being trafficked on the uh, on the street that that's great stuff colonel i mean i think you're right i, I appreciate you saying it, how there are three uh, sort of uh, portions of Commissioner's Conference, program, personnel, and business. And I think it's probably easier for our listeners to see things when they come through the program side of things. Now, again, Youth yeah. Commission is in the program portion. I'm not saying it's the best part of <laughs> Commissioner's Conference, but I'm saying I mean, he, that's what I'm saying. So, but <laughs> what, what, what Colonel's saying to us here, and I want everybody to hear that, is there are business decisions, there are personnel decisions that aren't seen probably to soldiers, to those, um, you know, who aren't running in those circles, but just because they don't see it doesn't mean that it's not moving. Doesn't mean or that not, things or that aren't it, happening behind the scenes. For right. Sure. Or there's affecting, all these things are affecting you in ways you just may not be aware of them. One of the things that you're probably see or would recognize that, that came through this is if you think about the core cadet program, uh, when I was a core cadet as a young person, it was the cross training, right? Core Cadet Cross Training Program. Then several years back, oh, almost probably almost 10 years ago now, the decision was made to move away from cross training as the curriculum and into what we now call BOLD, right? Which BOLD stands for, um, oh, listen, Bible, I just draw my, heritage. yes, there you go. Oh, listen, <laughs> I was getting there, Matt. Slow your roll. I know it's your job. <laughs> Bible, our heritage, leadership, uh, and discipleship. Uh, and so that decision was made. And that happened through the commissioner's conference. The Corps Cadet Committee uh, did the work on that to, to prepare this, to come up with a scope and sequence, to put the materials, uh, what they wanted the materials to look like together. That went up, like Colonel said, through youth commission and program conference and commissioner's conference. And now that program is implemented all across the nation. Yeah. Can I interrupt for just a moment? And, uh, sure. say, and, and this kind of goes with what Matt was saying and you have illustrated with bold. Uh, 
we talk about uh, the three different trees of the uh, organizational chart of the commissioners conference, but they don't operate in a vacuum. And all of these groups are collaborating between each other. Uh, a recommendation is to, uh, you mentioned, uh, Jamie, the uh, issue of statistics. Well, the program uh, conference gets together and they look at, okay, what's the best way for us to identify our ministry outputs? They make recommendations on what that's going to look like. It comes up through the statistical committee. The, prog the program conference looks at it. But then, wait a minute, we've got to have a computer system that will track that. So all of a sudden, it crosses over into the business section and the information technologies committee of the commissioner's conference reviews it and says, okay, here's the, here's the technology that will run a software package like that. And then it will flow up to the, uh, uh, the finance commission to say, okay, here's how we can pay for it. My, my point being everybody, all the different disciplines and the intellect, I can't, I can't describe to you, the intellect that is around all of these groups, they all come together with a common cause of addressing an opportunity or a need the, that the army has. And the Lord blesses that and outcomes an answer to what we need for the Salvation Army today. That's great, Colonel. Colonel, so uh, uh, you, you talked a little bit about this at the very beginning, but elaborate a little more to help us out here. How does the commissioner's conference structure all four U.S. territory sitting at the table, and not just commissioner's conference, but like you said, the legal secretaries, the program secretaries, the finance secretaries, the uh, anti-human trafficking uh, people that are working. How does it strengthen? How do them coming together? Oh, and national, of course, is in those as well to make the fifth. But how does that strengthen the four U.S. territories? How, how does it make us stronger together? Well, there's, uh, you know, there's there's the old adage that you know many hands make light work and we have a lot of work within this the Salvation Army and in the ministry of of serving our Lord in this world uh, you know when we're all working collaborative collaboratively toward common goals and common aims uh, I mean that inherently makes the ministries of the Salvation Army stronger but one of the things that the commissioners conference is very uh, interested in ensuring is that uh, we have uh, no question about a, uh, a about mission vision as to what we are about because you often uh, hear about vision creep and mission creep and uh, by the four territories and national headquarters coming together sitting around the table it helps to keep our vision very clear and well focused as to what we are trying to do in, um, in our ministries and then at the same time, it ensures that our mission standards are never compromised, that whatever it, uh, whatever the standards are for mission achievement, it's going to be the same in Key West, Florida, and it's also going to be the same in Honolulu, Hawaii, and everything in between, that we are all operating at the, with, within the same standards to uh, make sure that what we are, we are uh, what our aims and goals and mission is is going to always be pursued, and these are the standards of achievement that make that happen. And then finally, the uh, you know the whole issue of all of us speaking the same voice, mission communication, is uh, incredibly important. Let me give an example. Just uh, just last year, uh, we uh, we did a national 
uh, campaign for the Christmas season that was called Rescue Christmas. Most people would be aware of it. And all four territories, uh, it was kind of a unique thing. It, we, we've had messaging out there, but sometimes uh, the territories would have that, but they would also have some uh, local uh, messaging. With the Rescue Christmas, all four territories working with the Commissioner's Conference embraced the concept, and it was the most successful mission campaign, mission, mission messaging of the Salvation Army probably in our history. Hmm. Amazing. And it was all because we were all speaking the same voice, and that creates strength within, the, within uh, uh, the mission of what we're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, bringing everybody to the table, it's, uh, it's critical. Yes, sir. Great, great stuff. Yeah, I would also say for our listeners who are in youth ministry, the way that this really helps you out is in a program like uh, Core Cadets, you know, because it's a national thing, because we're all working on the same standards, we're all following the same um, curriculums and same guidelines, that uh, because it's a scholarship program, right, there's a scholarship component, um, if a young person moves from like Montana to Mississippi, they don't lose uh, traction or they don't lose their space within that program. Uh, we're all working from the same curriculum. And so that, that the, the young person doesn't miss out on um, those discipleship opportunities, those leadership opportunities, but also the scholarship opportunities uh, because it is a national program. Um, and so that helps. Uh, it's a very practical way that the Commissioner's Conference helps our soldiery uh, is by you know making sure that those st- uh, standards are um, kept, you know, across the board, um, it just makes it more beneficial for our young people. Uh, one of the things, Colonel, people might be questioning, uh, specifically if they're soldiers and they've been involved in some of these other kind of committees on divisional and territorial levels, they may think that, oh, like this seems very similar to um, desync, which is um, soldiers' ideas, needs, and concerns. It's a committee that many divisions do, or TOAC, which is a territorial committee where officers, right, can can express their needs and concerns. Um, so, can you explain how what those structures are and how they differ from Commissioner's Conference? Colonel, can I interrupt here too before you answer? I think that is are those names congruent across all four U.S. territories? I I don't know. Like again, all of us on here are Southern Territory. Uh, people. So that's what it's called in the South, desync and TOAC. Um, I imagine the other territories, if you're listening to this, you have either the same thing or you, it's called by a different name. Same thing, just called by a different name in your territory. Uh, uh, both of your points are well taken. Uh, to answer a, a match point, uh, there isn't complete consistency in how they're, they're identified, but there are avenues whereby uh, ideas can, can percolate up uh, through the uh, uh, through the various avenues, whatever the subject might be, and uh, so it's important. You know this. You know this. This is a soldier's army, and the soldiers need an opportunity to be able to speak into the mission of their church, in uh, in which they worship. Uh, Jamie, your 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 point is well taken as well, uh, uh, on a higher level, in that the commissioners' conference deals with those things that are global and have an impact, uh, you know, whatever the subject might be, it has an impact on all four territories. Or it is ensuring that we're uh, making sure all four territories are in compliance with 
orders and regulations that perhaps come out of London that we have to make sure are uh, implemented in each of the territories. But at the same time, as the uh, Commissioner's Conference is dealing with those high-level global issues, we would never want to supplant or ignore uh, the latitude for the territories to be able to address location-specific issues uh, that uh, may be taking place in their territory. Perhaps the Lord has laid upon uh, a, in any given territorial commander's heart a, uh, a theme, an initiative, a new idea uh, for ministry within their territory, and it's territory-specific. Obviously, we would want that territory to still have the latitude to be able to scheme and dream and strategize about new ways that they can uh, reach out in their own local communities. So the, uh, the opportunities are there for uh, avenues of communication. That, that's all that DSYNC and TOAC are. For those of you that don't know, DSYNC is Divisional Soldiers, Ideas, Needs, and Concerns. That's the soldier's avenue where they have an idea, a need, or a concern that they would like to share with the leadership of the Salvation Army. And so through that desync exercise, whatever it's called in, their ter in, in uh, that specific territory, they can share from their heart any God-given visions which uh, they might have uh, with the leadership of the, uh, the division, and then it percolates up into the territories. For the officers, that's the soldiers' uh, wing of it. For the officers wing, you have TOAC or uh, Territorial Officers Advisory Council. And what they do is they, the council, Territorial Officer Advisory Council, I think it is, uh, they, uh, they will bring uh, to the leadership any ideas that the officers might have uh, relative to the mission ministry and the operations of, uh, of the various avenues of the Salvation Army. Uh, one of the uh, the wonderful benefits of the uh, the TOAC and the desync process, whether whatever it's called in that territory, is that there are so many different ideas, uh, opportunities for ministry, as well as perhaps things that need to be addressed. They will start at that ground level, an idea of a soldier or something on the heart of an officer, and it will be reviewed at the territorial, the, the divisional, and then ultimately the territorial level, and then perhaps the realization uh, dawns on everyone that, you know, this has national implications. And all of a sudden, a new concept is born that can be processed up through the Commissioner's Conference for addressing. So it's this incredible, wonderful governance and leadership and ministry process that we have in the Army that everybody has a voice. And it can go all the way up to the commissioner's conference and their voice is heard. And it starts at that grassroots level. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a, a soldier or an officer listening to this and you have thoughts and ideas about, um, you know, things that you would like to present to whatever your territorial's version of these are, then we would encourage you to do that. Uh, if you're a soldier, talk to your core officer, ask about what kind of, um, you know, again, in the South, we call it desync, what those opportunities are in your division. Um, if you're an officer, you talk to DHQ um, and find out. Um, in my experience, again, in the South, every uh, when I, in our division, every corps had a representative that sat on those desync uh, committee meetings so that every corps could speak into 
uh, what was happening in their division. And then again, uh, with TOAC as an officer, every division has a representative who uh, represents you know, the officers in your division to territorial headquarters. So there's a lot of great opportunities for us to speak into these avenues of ministry and business and personnel. So we would just encourage you to take advantage of those opportunities. Can I make a request of your listeners? Certainly. If there's any request that I would make of them is that they would keep in their prayer list the members of the commissioner's conference. Uh, you must understand the uh, the the uh, volume of work that goes across their plate. And I'm talking about every every commission. There are, there, there are 50 plus of these commissions that are out there. Uh, the, the volume that crosses their plate is massive. But the implications are just as massive. And every member of the commissioner's conference, all the way up to the commissioner's conference group themselves, take their responsibility very seriously. And uh, if people could, could just keep them in their prayers as they are making these uh, monumental de- uh, ministry decisions that impact the entire nation, uh, it would go a long way. Yeah. Thanks for that, Colonel. Yeah, that's your homework from the National Chief Secretary is to go ahead and keep the Commissioner's Conference in your prayers, not just the three times a year that they meet, but all year round, especially just because there is so much. I mean, everybody knows right now this world, you turn on the news and how are we, you know, how do you make it another day? And uh, that's what we try to do through the Lord and what the Commissioner's Conference is trying to navigate with the Lord's help this culture uh, through them. So thank you again for that, Colonel. Uh, the best communication from any organization comes from the ground up. And you've heard the national chief there just say how that can be done and how that's happening and how the army is on the move. So Colonel, I know uh, retirement's coming up for you pretty soon, but we will get you back on the show. We have to get you, get to get the three-peat, the trilogy uh, <laughs> before you call it. We'll, we'll find something else uh, to talk about for sure. Sounds Absolutely. great. I'll be Glad to come back anytime. So we're going to close up our episode with um, our question that we ask each uh, each episode. What is bringing you joy? What is bringing you joy? Colonel Johnson, this week, what is it for you? What's making you joyful this now, week? I think last time, last time you said your grandkids. I'm going to tell you, I think you, I don't know if you can say your grandkids again. That's a given. Even though last week they all finished their school year, they all moving on to the next grade. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all the joy of my life, and we uh, we love being with the grandkids. Uh, as you mentioned, we're in the process of uh, uh, approaching retirement. I know I look entirely too young, to, you know, <laughs> approaching retirement. But uh, while I uh, I'm not ready to retire, and I probably will never retire, uh, I enlisted for life, and I will continue to serve. Yeah, there's the excitement of. Uh, we now are the proud owner of our retirement home, so uh, we're in the process of getting it furnished, and Paul is holding up one swatch after another. <laughs> Babe, what do you think about these for drapers? What They're all blue. That's, it's, how can there be a hundred shades of blue? They're all blue. Yeah, what do I care? I don't, you, know, you know the proper answer to that question. Another <laughs> question. Babe, what do you think? And that's the answer. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to need you to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, there's a lot of joys of life that, uh, I mean, every day the ministry is just incredible what we have an opportunity to do. Just uh, 
just two weeks ago, I guess it was, I had the privilege of representing the Salvation Army uh, on, the, on, the, on the hill at, at uh, Washington for the National Day of Prayer. And to be able to join with fellow members of the body of Christ on the hill in Washington, D.C., kicking off the National Day of Prayer. Wow, what a joy that was to be able to just continue to serve the Lord in that manner. So count me in with a smile on my face. That's great, Colonel. Uh, also, I think they have a job opening for the uh, Nash, I'm sorry, the Dallas area uh, cradle, cradle cadets, cradle roll cadets. <laughs> Uh, They're going to need somebody to take over that program. But but only if, oh, I'm about to get myself in trouble here. (laughs) Only if the trade department approves the uniform with the Dallas Cowboy star on it. (laughs) Well, we've lost all our listeners. (laughs) Jamie, what's uh, what's giving you joy, Jamie? So for me, uh, it has to be the arrival of summer. Now, I will say for our Southern listeners, you'll be like, what are you talking about? We've been out of school for, you know, at least a week now Uh, up here in the North South. <laughs> the, the northern version of the south we're still in school uh, but this is the kids last week of school which means that summer is approaching um, and with that comes all kinds of things that bring me joy uh, you know farmers markets being able to enjoy my kids um, a little bit during these summer days uh, all these kind of things so I am uh, and the warm weather I'm enjoying the sunshine all the all the things that the approach of summer brings with it uh, for me, it's going to be, I have rediscovered uh, C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. Um, I think we, we talked about this maybe the last time, but we, we found the uh, audio CDs, the dramatized versions of those books on CDs. So when we've been on long road trips with the girls, we've just popped those CDs in. And um, man, it's just good stuff. Jeez. Aslan, the Jesus figure, uh, the lion. I mean, they, C.S. Lewis just had a masterful way of just writing the perfect line that you're just like, every time we listen to it, I have to look out the window because I'm like, oh, Lord, you just got me there. You, you got <laughs> you me convicted good. me through a child's radio program. <laughs> yeah. All right, Elizabeth, how about you? What's what's bringing you joy, Elizabeth? OK, so last week, BTS was here and the fact that they were miles away and looking at the same sky is just so rad. It popped me up. <laughs> they were I'm looking still at reeling. the same sky. <laughs> Elizabeth, you know that they can see the same moon. They can see the same moon as us. I know, but it's just different when they're this close. <laughs> Elizabeth, did you go hang out? They were at the White House, right? Did you go hang out outside the gates to see if you could see them? I wanted to so bad. And I was so envious of those <laughs> girls, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you're trying to entrap Elizabeth right now that she's in a stalker position of BTS. No, I, I'm totally professional, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel, thank you so, so much for being on here. And again, every time we bring you on, I took like you're the National Enquirer guest of the Salvation Army. You fill us in behind the scenes of what's going on. The TMZ Colonel. That's right. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> So we should we could make that a regular uh regular little piece of the episode, just like our joy question. The behind the scenes with Colonel Johnson. Got me in. I love it. If you have not listened to Colonel Ken and Colonel Paula Johnson talk about the moves process, go and check that out. It's on the peermag.org website. Um, find that and uh listen to that. And they if you're interested in how moves are made and what that looks like, um, that's one of our top rated episodes. People love to talk moves. I keep saying one of these days we're going to come on here and we're just going to 
guess the moves cross what the if nation. we could do what if we could do like live a live like a live from behind the scenes no not a draft but like in live from the move room oh <laughs> they'd kick us out real quick i don't think commissioner's <laughs> conference would approve <laughs> that's gonna end this episode of the battle line podcast be sure to subscribe to the battle line wherever you listen to podcasts and Check out that website. We talked about it at peermag.org and follow Peer on all the socials at peer.magazine. Colonel, thanks for meeting with us. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye, everybody. See you later. 